Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I'm going to include information regarding the disappearance and water death of Dakota James in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The clips that I will include in this podcast came from my investigation and were included in my film, The Smiley Face Killers, who was abducting, torturing, and murdering college-age men in the U.S. and U.K. So I might interrupt some of these broadcasts and some of the newscasters who are talking about the disappearance of James, uh, Dakota James before he was found in the Ohio River and... I'm going to finish this podcast with a press conference that included uh, the mother of Dakota James, Pamela James, as well as de- retired detective uh, Kevin Gannon, who wrote the book, who wrote the book with Gilbertson, Dr. Gilbertson, titled "Case Studies in Drowning Forensics," which covers 14 of these smiley face killer cases. Also included in the press conference is Cyril Wecht, and it was a remarkable press conference for a variety of reasons. Uh, primarily the fact that uh, forensic pathologist Cyril Weck took a look at the state's autopsy and saw ligature marks on the body of Dakota James, uh, which was a differing opinion than what the state investigator had. So it was a remarkable press conference, and this is a very timely, uh, timely show about Dakota James because tonight on Oxygen will be a six-part series that will cover many of the cases of what's known as the Smiley Face Killers, and will include Gannon, Gilbertson, Duarte, and another retired uh, police investigator, I believe, by the name of Donovan. So I will kind of interject some information, some times and dates, and some background with each one of these clips as it progresses. The length of the press conference that took place in uh Pittsburgh was roughly about 25 minutes or 20 minutes so that will be the longest one and uh, like I said I may stop it and just interject and and talk about what's going on thank you for listening enjoy the show also if you'd like to support my ongoing investigation into what's known as the smiley face killers phenomenon this phenomenon of young men disappearing typically at night being out at a bar and then being found later in water oftentimes and dates that are much longer than would be expected if somebody accidentally drowned. Uh, You can go to my Patreon site, William Ramsey, and help uh, contribute. I do need to re-edit the documentary that I completed in 2016, October of 2016, and get it back up. I think it's important that 
other observers who are interested in this oxygen show can also see my documentary and uh, see what my research, I believe, confirms in the investigation of Gannon and Gilbertson. You can also check out my postings about the subject on my social media sites at MeWe, Minds.com, OneWay, Gab.ai, etc. So uh, I think that this case now, uh, with some of these promotional videos that are put out by Oxygen, I saw one on Facebook that indicated or showed that 2.5 million people watched it. So that is uh, quite an incredible amount of interest in these in these uh, cases that really hasn't been uh, seen in the past. So uh, if you can support in any way, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Also, you can see the audio as well as the video on my YouTube channel, William Ramsey Investigates, and see the dates of my investigation on my YouTube channel. So please go there, subscribe, and share. And I think some of the visual... Additional visual information is also helpful in investigating this case. Thank you. The following audio is from a video I made about the disappearance of Dakota James, which took place on January 25, 2017. And the video I made about his disappearance was made on February 10th, so it had been about 14 days since he had been missing. So this is the audio for that, and I also included a broadcast news from Pittsburgh that was from February 3rd. So I will continue just putting in dates. So February 3rd, 2017 is when the newscast was. Thank you. Hi, this is William Ramsey. The following video is about the disappearance of Dakota James on January 25th, 2017 in downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Dakota James is 23 years old and is a graduate student at Duquesne University. On the night of his disappearance, he was at the 941 Saloon on Liberty Avenue in downtown Pittsburgh. Told he had too many drinks, he was asked to leave the bar. The last picture of Dakota James was seen on CCTV down the street from the 941 Saloon. He seems to be walking fine and able to text on his phone. You can see here from this map that the 941 Saloon is in the downtown Pittsburgh area. On the Gay Pittsburgh website, the 941 Saloon is described as a mixed, welcoming crowd with a variety of themed events. The party ends at 2 a.m. but can continue upstairs at their after-hours club. This is what the 941 Saloon looks like during the daytime in downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Here's a following report about the disappearance of Dakota James on February 3rd, 2017. <laughs> Dakota James' family is from Frederick, Maryland, about three hours away. Over a dozen of them, with more on the way, have come here to Pittsburgh to aid in the search for the one they call Cody to try and bring him home. Love. Extremely difficult. And desperation. We're just trying to get the word out. We're measured in steps. It's pretty hard. And strips of tape. We just got to keep moving. Shane James is Dakota's older brother. He came to Pittsburgh over the weekend to help with the search. Today, one team of at least four walking around, asking anyone if they know anything. It's slow going, and we haven't really, you know, we haven't heard anything. Pittsburgh police say Dakota James was last seen around downtown about 11.30 Wednesday night. His family was told the 23-year-old Duquesne graduate student's phone also pinged along Grant Street around then. James's aunt 
Angela Meadows. So we're walking across rivers. We're walking through every neighborhood. So any call-ins, any leads, please share. Also part of the search. I just want him back. Dakota's father, Jeff, who says this entire family is struggling. He says his son always stayed out of trouble and wouldn't be the type to just go silent. I don't even know how to put that in words, how it's just not, you know, there's something's happened. This family is intent on helping police figure out just what that something was. For now, they keep walking, taping, and hoping. Thank you so much. If we don't keep moving, you know, what else are we going to do? The next clip is from February 7th. Note they're taking a look in the river. Tonight, a new lead in the case of a missing grad student who vanished two weeks ago. Will it help 23-year-old Dakota James? Good evening. Police have just released a new surveillance photo of Dakota. It was taken the night he disappeared. It is giving us a new look at where he may have been going. Kim Gable is live at police headquarters with new developments in this case. Kim. And Susan, the missing persons division here at headquarters released this new surveillance photo just a couple of hours ago. We're going to give you a closer look at this in just a moment. This is just another piece to a mysterious puzzle that has consumed a family who just wants to bring their son home. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh police just released this new surveillance photo. It shows Dakota James walking through Katz Plaza in the Cultural District at 11.46 p.m. on January 25th. Prior to this, the last known sighting was reportedly at the Wood Street Tea Station. We also now know the coat he was wearing was dark gray or black, not olive green. Hundreds of volunteers, first responders, and businesses continue to help Dakota's family in their desperate search. We love you guys. You helped us out so much. We just need to finish it. I feel like we've, we've come a long way in the last week and a half, and we just need to finish it. We just need to bring Cody home. Earlier Tuesday, search dogs picked up a scent in the river near the Roberto Clemente Bridge. Dive teams spent hours in the water but found nothing. In this situation, we understand the grief that the family must be going through, and they're still doing their best to try to bring uh, this situation to a closure for the family. Police say there may be more video or photos out there. They are urging the business community and the public to contact them with any additional leads. Now, detectives here have researched and searched through hours and hours of surveillance video from at least 16 different locations throughout the city. We also know that River Rescue has actually been on the water daily conducting their own searches. Chief Scott Schubert assuring the public and the family in a new statement tonight saying, quote, our detectives are diligently working every angle. We will find Dakota. Reporting live tonight on the north side, this is Kim Gable, KDKA TV News. Police recently determined the route that he was seen walking down Liberty Avenue. You can see it on the top of this map, straight down the avenue. But he was also seen in Katz Plaza, which is north of Liberty Avenue. So he seems to have been kind of walking in random. Like many other families of missing young men, the family of Dakota James created a GoFundMe page to 
hire a private investigator, offer a reward, and for other expenses related to the search for their son. Hi, this is William Ramsey. The following video is about the disappearance of Dakota James on January 25th, 2017 in downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Dakota James is 23 years old and is a graduate student at Duquesne University. On the night of his disappearance, he was at the 941 Saloon on Liberty Avenue in downtown Pittsburgh. Told he had too many drinks, he was asked to leave the bar. The last picture of Dakota James was seen on CCTV down the street from the 941 Saloon. He seems to be walking fine and able to text on his phone. You can see here from this map that the 941 Saloon is in the downtown Pittsburgh area. The body of Dakota James would be found in the back channel area of the Ohio River downstream from Pittsburgh on Monday, March 6, 2017. Yes, the body of that missing graduate student found in the Ohio River. It is the news that Pittsburgh was hoping would not come true. But police just confirmed the body is that of Dakota James, who was found in Robinson Township this morning. And the following is from a Pittsburgh police news conference announcing the discovery of the body of Dakota James. The missing persons detectives, the violent crime squad, and the mobile crime unit responded to the 4600 block of Royal Avenue. On scene at the 4600 block of Royal Avenue, Pittsburgh police detectives were met by the Robinson Township Police Department and the Allegheny County Police Department. Neville Island and the Robinson Township Swift Water Rescue teams escorted an unidentified person from the Ohio River. The person recovered from the water was identified as Dakota James by way of physical evidence by the Allegheny County Medical Examiner's Office at the scene. At this time, Dakota has been taken to the Allegheny County Medical Examiner's Office for further examination. Until the examination has been completed, Additional details regarding this death investigation cannot be released at this time. Our investigators have sat down with the James family, and at this time, I would like to express my sincere condolences to the James family. At this point, I can open up uh, for any types of questions that you may have. Um, I, it's limited of what I can say at this point, but. Do you have any questions for me? Is there a reason to suspect foul play, ma'am? Any reason at all? Um, at this point, uh, this is an ongoing investigation, and the medical examiners has to examine the body. So you're waiting on his decision, their decision, before you move forward? Exactly. Can you say whether there was any sort of trauma to the body? Any this body? investigation is being conducted by the medical examiners. Well, you can understand about his being identified at the scene. Uh, can you confirm uh, what personal items were on, on the body that led to that uh, confirmation in addition to any physical characteristics, things that he had for the wallet or wallet? At this point, we will not be releasing that information. 
was he wearing? I can maybe get some help from some of the detectives that was at the scene. What he was last seen wearing? Red shirt. It was a Columbia jacket with a red hoodie. Did he have his wallet on him? Cell phone? Okay. Uh, that the assistant chief said we're not going to discuss that. Any other questions at this point? Do you have any reason to suspect there was alcohol involved or whether it played a role? At this, at this point, the medical examiner's office will examine Dakota and we will get additional information when that examination has been conducted. I know that there have been extensive searches. This particular area, uh, can you relate uh, that was an area that had previously uh, been checked, if so, how long ago? Obviously, with the body on the river. Okay. Um, the Neville Island area, I know, I'm almost sure that that had been looked at. Can someone here fill yes, me in? Yes, it was, Sarge. Yes. As early as this last weekend. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you all for coming. That's all that we're going to take for questions. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. What I'd like you to listen to again is the sequence in the Pittsburgh Police News Conference where a reporter asks the spokesperson or spokeswoman whether the area where Dakota James' body was found was searched recently. And she turns to her left and asks somebody off of screen whether it had been searched. And the response was, it was searched that weekend, the weekend before his body was found on the Monday. So listen to this again, please. We'll examine Dakota, and we will get additional information when that examination has been conducted. I know that there had been extensive searches. This particular area, uh, can you relate, uh, that was an area that had previously uh, been checked, if so, how long ago, obviously, with the body of the river Okay. Um, the Neville Island area, I know, I'm, I was almost sure that that had been looked at. Can someone here fill yes, me in? Yes, it was, Sarge. Yes. As early as this last weekend. Yes. Okay. The guy off screen says, as early as this last weekend. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following news report is of an interview of a woman who discovered the body of Dakota James floating in the Ohio River. About 8.45 in the morning is when I saw the body. I had a dog on a chain and I was sitting out there relaxing like we do every morning. I was still in my pajamas. And I saw something in the river. So I grabbed a dog's leash and I walked down to the river. And that's when I noticed it was a body. Oh, I was horrified. I, I mean, it, it was a horrible feeling. Yep, I was screaming for my neighbor. I called 911. And they wanted me to keep following. I would have followed the body anyhow, but I kept following the body. I have a friend that has been very active following the investigation, and I called her and I said, did he have a red shirt on? Because the body popped up more, and I saw a lot of red at one point. And um, 
that's when I is I assumed it was Dakota. We've all been reading up on Dakota, so I was hoping it wasn't him. But I, I when I saw the red shirt, I felt that it was probably him. I just lost my boyfriend in December also. My boyfriend passed away on December 14th. And I mean, this is just a horrible thing to go, you know, have somebody else have to go through losing somebody. So I really feel for the family. I, they have my sympathy. The following is a press conference from December 13th, 2018, that featured the mother of Dakota James, Pamela James, as well as Detective Gannon and forensic pathologist Cyril Wecht. Thank you. They both saw the photos that we presented and agreed this evidence suggested some type of ligature strangulation had occurred. During our meeting, Mrs. James asked District Attorney Sapala what he thought of our investigation. At that point, he said, you have made some very good points that this case should be investigated as a homicide. Mr. DePaula then stated that he would speak personally with the medical examiner. Since that time, more than two months ago, Mrs. James has attempted to get in touch with Mrs. DePaula several times. On Monday, 12-10-2018, this week, uh, D.A. DePaula emailed Pam James and saying, uh, in summation, how sorry he was for the loss of her son, and although this wasn't the answer she was looking for, he could not assist her at this time based on the Allegheny County Medical Examiner's assessment. Mr. and Mrs. James deserve answers about what happened to her son, their son. And I will turn the microphone over to them right now. Pam, Pam you want to speak? Thank you to everyone who came out today to meet with us. As so many remember, we are the parents of Dakota James, who went missing on January 25, 2017. This last year and a half has been a true journey that we hope most will never have to go through. We stated from day one that we knew our son, his habits, his ambitions, and his dedication to living his life to the fullest and working hard to make that happen. This press conference is partly due to you, the wonderful city of Pittsburgh. You deserve to hear what our investigative team and Dr. Weck found after their tireless hours of reviewing and doing a more detailed investigation into Dakota's case. Today we are here to say once again that our son Dakota did not get drunk, cross four lanes of a highway, a cement barrier, walk down approximately 30 steps to urinate to then accidentally fall in a river. There has never been proof that he ever went on that bridge. To us, this is a homicide, and we will continue to look for the answers on why and by whom. We want to thank Dr. Weck, Kevin Gannon, Dr. Gilbertson, Anthony Duarte, Mike Donovan, the Army Corps of Engineers, the DA, and to all of those we can't even remember their names that have helped us through our journey. And mostly to our family and our friends who've been through this with us and still continue to support us for our journey. Thank you for being here today. Okay.
Yes, please, if you have any questions, uh, as I follow up to the presentations made by Mr. Gannon and uh, Mrs. James, uh, referencing the um, overall scenario and the findings of a forensic scientific nature, please uh, go ahead and ask. Yes, yes. I have reviewed uh, photos um, of um, <clears throat> Dakota James uh, that were taken, uh, several, um, anterior, lateral, and posterior. And um, there is no question about there being uh, markings. We would describe these as furrows that would be consistent with some kind of a ligature. Cannot tell you exactly what. But the markings are there. They are clearly uh, discernible and not uh, something that uh, requires a, a stretch of the visual imagination. Then, um, and you see these uh, on more than one um, <clears throat> photo from different angles. Then, um, inside uh, photos of the neck show areas of uh, hemorrhage um, in the base of the neck region on both sides. Now, in an autopsy, there can be uh, sometimes a little bit of uh, bleeding, some extravasation of the blood. But remember, Dakota James had been in the water, um, cold water, for six weeks. So blood would not have been free-flowing. And also, uh, in the absence of damaged vessels, uh, no reason for there to be any uh, collection of blood, any large pool of blood, and no kind of a hematoma. Interestingly, um, and surprisingly, I say this uh, from a forensic pathology standpoint, there is absolutely no mention at all of the external furrow markings, um, areas of clear linear discoloration, or of the hemorrhage seen in the supraclavicular areas of the base of the neck above the collarbones, uh, supraclavicular. Uh, no mention of that at all. These are the things that uh, were brought to Mr. Zappala's attention. I have been informed by Mr. Gannon and uh, Mr. and Mrs. James and uh, comments that you have heard uh, Mr. Gannon pass on that were made by uh, two uh, retired law enforcement people uh, at that meeting with Mr. Zappala. I was not uh, there. So these are... The, the findings of a specific nature is something that is concrete and tangible. Now, let's um, go back and um, correlate those findings with the clinical scenario, so to speak, environmental scenario. Mrs. James, in brief summary, but quite clearly and definitively, pointed out the geographic uh, locale uh, of this. Just picture this. This is getting, I think, uh, toward midnight. I believe the last uh, street uh, camera was about 11.49, showing Dakota James walking around the cat's uh, little <laughs> pavilion there, about 7th and Liberty, um, and then walking uh, down, presumably. He lived over in the north side, a straight shot up from the 7th Street Bridge. 
So just think about this. Uh, you don't have to be a forensic pathologist or a homicide detective uh, or a bereaved parent. Um, you all know this area and uh, been around and and young people, uh, young adults uh, drinking and so on. But just think, ask yourself. So let me see. A guy's walking. He's got the bridge. That's going to take him home. Um, let's see. Maybe he has to urinate. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't mean to be crude or insensitive. This is a very serious matter. But I, I speak uh, just as, as a man who was once a young uh, guy uh, and still today. If you have to urinate, uh, especially it's dark and it's uh, close to midnight, you find a place to urinate. You don't climb over a fence. You don't go down a bunch of steps. You don't walk uh, some distance to go to the river to urinate. And if you have that kind of mindset and that physical ability, that kind of um, willingness to do this, then what makes you fall into the river? Think about it. It, it doesn't make any sense. Now I'm going to put all of this together and, and give you my my opinion. As a former coroner, medical examiner, and someone who still very actively involved. They just testified in a murder case in Brooklyn yesterday and uh, testified in murder cases in San Diego and uh, and uh, in Tucson and uh, Clemson, South Carolina, and other places this year. I'm very actively involved. Uh, I did uh, 13 autopsies uh, from Monday of last week to Monday of this week. So, I, you know, I'm, I'm not over the hill, uh, and I haven't retired. Um, you get this case, you have no knowledge, no information at all, there are no notes, there is nothing that has been expressed of a suicidal ideological nature. Where do you come off signing this case off as an accident? I'm going to tell you what I think, and this now is pure conjecture. They had, this case, at that time, when the body was found in March of 2017 and the autopsy was done the next day, this case needed to be signed off as undetermined in terms of the manner of death. If you were satisfied as to the cause of the drowning, and even there, and I've already, I won't repeat what I've already said about the furrows on the mark on the neck, you don't know whether this was strangulation or an attempt at strangulation, and then maybe ultimately concluding with the, the drowning. Um, but let's say you make the determination of drowning. I won't uh, dispute that. You can't make a determination as to the manner of death. My conjecture is the medical examiner did a favor for both sides as he perceived it. We're not going to call it a suicide. We really don't have a basis for that, and we don't want to uh, upset the family. And we don't want to leave it undetermined, because when you leave a case undetermined as to manner of death with these circumstances, then you're saying to homicide detectives, you've got to continue. This remains an open file. And we all know about cold case files. I review cases. I'm affiliated with the national organization, AISOCC, uh, cold cases. Um, so I, I do this professionally, and I do this um, just <clears throat> as a uh, unpaid uh, 
participation in a national organization that, that, that does these things. Um, so they didn't want to leave it undetermined because that's the monkey on the back. So we'll take the monkey off the back and we'll call it an accident. There is no reasonable basis. There is no forensic scientific evidence that I am aware of that would in any way even suggest, uh, imply, let alone provide any concrete evidence that this was an accident. Similarly, there is no basis at all, as you reviewed Dakota James' life, and I discussed this uh, hours over the uh, course of the last uh, 18 months or so uh, with Kevin and with the uh, James family to suggest that this was a suicide. He was out that night drinking with some friends, went from a couple of different places. He was here at postgraduate studies. There was no problem academically, financially, romantically, or anything like that. So there's no basis for suicide. So pull it all together. If you don't want to go the homicide route completely at that time, you leave it undetermined. And this is where it stands. So from a forensic scientific standpoint, I think it is extremely unacceptable and um, from a medical legal investigative standpoint, um, quite unjustifiable and illogical for this case to be signed off, to be terminated, and for the district attorney and the medical examiner to say to the James family that it is all over, and essentially that's what they're doing, expressing their condolences, but in essence telling them that we're through, there's nothing that we can do. So that's my take on the case. Um, I, I'm not here to, to blame Zapala. He's not the one that's going to have to make the changes here. Um, he did what he thought he could do at the time. Your city's been very busy these last several weeks because of, of tragedies that he's had to be involved with. Um, and, and I take that into consideration for everything else that's going on. Um, so I'm not placing any of this on Zapala. What, what I'm here to, to talk about is the medical examiner's office being willing to talk with me, talk with... Um, Mr. Gannon, concerning what we have found, um, they told us from day one, if you find the answers, you bring them to me, and we will just we will talk about them. And if you find have a finding, I will change them for you. But now he won't talk to me. That's what I'm upset. I, you know, Zapala's a, a whole different thing. So please don't take it. I don't. I don't want that here today. This is about the medical examiner's office not being willing to sit down with me for me to ask the questions on why certain things weren't in the autopsy and why we can't present our information to them to give them the knowledge that we have. That's what I'm about today. I, I don't have the answers for that. I don't have the knowledge to even answer that question. That's not for me to answer. I remember when you were walking 
just looking for a sign. Actually, you're looking remember at that time, you were looking at signs of gifts. Um, to bring home the shelter, have a chair, and there. We were um, looking at that sign of gifts, have a chair, and there. myself, a parent. Um, now that you can be blamed on anyone, but how frustrating is it to hear you find the answers, and then I'll take them off it. Can you express how that makes you feel as a parent, someone that is trying to make their son's life count, and also make someone accountable for what no, obviously it makes me very angry that they're not willing to sit down and talk with us about it. Um, I've always said from day one that I always felt like we had to do the investigation here in the city. They, they left it as a missing persons case. They never allowed anyone else to look into his case. And once it's closed as a missing persons case, his file's in a box now, where it should be on someone else's desk because it's undetermined, so someone can look at the information that we have. Um, we have information um, for, for the dam. Um, there's no way that, that his body would have made it through the dam. Um, I can't give you the medical terms on how that happens, but his body would have never made it through the dam his, his clothing would have had damage, his body would have had damage, and neither had them. There's a lot here that's not even being said today that needs to be taken to the medical examiner for us to be able to, to tell him what we found. Um, so it's very frustrating. It's frustrating for me, but it's also got to be frustrating for the people in Pittsburgh who sat with us for 40 days and walked with us for 40 days and went on searches. We had hundreds of people from all over the state, all the surrounding states. They deserve to know the answers, that they were here doing a job for a good reason, that their hard work doesn't go, go unnoticed for what they did for us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, we've always said it. Dakota was a very determined child from a very young age. He knew what he wanted. He's the type that had a binder. He had everything written down. He knew what he wanted to do and how he was going to get there. He had just le left WVU getting his undergraduate degree, moving to Duquesne to get his master's degree and had already gotten his information to take his LSTATs to go back to law school. So he was a very determined child, but he also had other things that he wanted to do in his life. He wanted to travel. He wanted a family. He wanted all the things that, the, that anybody wanted. He's, he's no different than anybody else. He just need, deserves a little bit more respect than he's been given this last year and a half. 
Well, obviously, you know that I'll keep the attention there. <laughs> no, um, hopefully we'll be able to meet with a medical examiner, and he'll be able to at least get it changed to undetermined so we can get this file back opened and put in the right hands at the police department. I mean, we can't even blame it on them because they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so the medical examiner is where we need to go, and that's where we're hoping we can get into really soon. I would like to ask a question, Kevin, and Ms. Uh, James, I wasn't there when you met uh, with the medical examiner back in May of last year, uh, or attempted to meet with him now. And has he ever offered directly or through uh, somebody else or through uh, District Attorney Zavala to provide you with any kind of physical evidence um, and to um, corroborate um, and to substantiate his determination that this was an accident. Um, I mean, was there evidence of scuffling, um, slipping? Um, what is the basis of, of, of how, how do you just uh, fall into the water? We've not been provided with that, no, any no, type sure. of that information. The only thing I will tell you about... Mm -hmm. Zapala's office is the medical examiner would not provide me with anything, with no photos. All I got was the actual autopsy. It's, it took me quite some time just to get the autopsy pictures so that I could get them to Dr. Weck and, and to um, Kevin. Um, so th that took a, a lot of work. But that I went to Zapala, and Zapala is the one who helped me get those pictures. And if it wasn't for him, then I wouldn't have those, and we wouldn't be here today. Exactly. So he, he has helped us in, in lots of ways. Well, he deserves credit for having done that, absolutely. Well, thank you. Do that, hopefully, the public, which is great. Let's come over here. Thank you, guys. For, <clears throat> thank you, guys, for your interest, and hopefully, um, yeah, people see this. Well, it's part of the story. Thank you. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for coming this morning. I really appreciate it. The following is a trailer for the show on Oxygen that will be airing tonight, Saturday, January 19th, regarding the case of Dakota James. This was published two days ago on January 17th, 2019. Thank you. The first thing I do when I begin the investigation to one of these deaths is the fact that I look at the autopsy report and let the victim's body speak to me, tell me what actually transpired, what happened to this individual, how he died, and anything that's inconsistent with what the police, the family, or even the medical examiners say may have transpired. In the Cody James case, the prevailing theory was that you know he was a, a drunk kid that got separated from his friends and fell into the river on his way home. But when I read the autopsy report, Although there's water in his lungs, there's not a sig significant amount that we usually see in drowning victims, along with the fact that there's other things that I have to look for to decipher, like he's got date rape drug in him, makes that suspicious to me that he's got the drug that most of our other victims have in him. So was he drugged? Was he abducted? Was he held for a period of time? The, the lack of decomposition that the medical examiner states on a body that's been missing for 40 days tells me he wasn't in the water for 40 days, so where was he for the other, basically, 37 days? The police never led us to believe that foul play took place at all. 
And then once Dakota was found, we spoke with the detectives that day. We did a conference the next day, you know, to make a public announcement uh, about Dakota being found. And With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Working with the medical examiner's office in the police department, but after that, we've never heard from the detectives again. The only reason why I found out Dakota's case was closed is because I call to ask for documents of the investigation, and I have since learned that it has been closed. If Dakota James actually did fall into the water the night he went missing, the question that we have to answer is, why are there no physical injuries on his body? In my experience, a body that was in the water for 40 days, traveling in a major river, plus over a dam, would have incurred substantial injuries besides the level of decomposition that occurs from just being in a body of water for 40 days and he didn't have that according to the autopsy report that makes the case ultimately suspicious yesterday on the drudge report there was a link to an article from the Daily Beast titled The Smiley Face Killers is a serial killer gang murdering young men across the U.S. And it was a remarkable uh, piece of journalism written by Nicole Wisensay Egan, published January 18th, 2019. But included in that article were it was information that I was not aware of regarding Dakota James. So I'm going to read that, that to you in it regard. It's something that happened to Dakota James five weeks before he was found. So starting the article, here it is. In the evening of December 15th, 2016, Dakota James called his friend Shelley in a panic. He was cold, disoriented, and scared out of his mind, wandering the streets of downtown Pittsburgh, trying to find someone, anyone who would help him. I don't know where I am, he told her, sobbing. I'm so cold. Please help me. I'm lost. Shelley didn't hesitate. I'm thinking, did he get mugged? Did he get beat up? Was he in a car accident? She told the Daily Beast this week. I was so scared. I said, where are you? I'm coming. Pittsburgh Northside, he told her. She quickly hopped into her car to go get him, then remembered she could use her cell phone to figure out where he was because he'd enabled location services with her when she gave him a ride to the airport months ago. That program was telling her he was on Pittsburgh's south side, but Dakota was texting her as she drove, trying to guide her. I'm here, he texted, sending a picture of a jean-covered leg. Please help me. I'm so cold. The cops won't help me. Her phone's location services told her he was at Spring Hill Suites on Water Street in Pittsburgh, south side, not north. She texted him that with, that with a question mark. I'm here, he texted back. I honestly don't know. She got there in less than 10 minutes, arriving around 10.30 p.m. As she pulled up to the hotel, she saw a dark SUV in the wrong lane, facing the wrong direction. And Dakota was walking out of the hotel and straight toward the SUV. I pulled up not even 10 feet away from the SUV, she said. I said, Dakota! He turns, looks back, then comes over to me, got in my car, and we left. He wasn't slurring his words. He was walking in a straight line, not staggering at all. 
His clothes weren't disheveled, disheveled or wet or dirty. He was emotional, still crying, and he was scared, but he did not appear to be drunk. What happened, she asked him. Are you okay? He didn't want to talk about it, he said. He said he just became aware that he was walking on the street and he had no idea where he was or how he got there, said Shelley, 35, who asked that her last name be used to protect her privacy. He said he went up to a police officer and they didn't help him, so then he called me. The last thing he, last thing he remembered, he told her, was leaving his work Christmas party, then heading to some bars with his co-workers from J.B. Hunt Transport Services, Inc., where he was a carrier sales coordinator. That was around 7.15 p.m. Everything since then was a blank. I said, do you want to go to the hospital? Because I'm thinking, was he raped? Was he drugged? Because he seemed drugged. Because he lost four hours, she said. And he said, no, I just want to go home. So I just took him home. He was crying so much. The next day, he thanked her for picking him up, but brushed off the whole thing, saying that he had a bad hangover. And she might have, too, if he hadn't vanished five weeks later after a similar night out with some of the same co-workers. So that is brand new information, information that I was not aware of, that Dakota James had had an incident where he missed four hours of time and couldn't figure out what happened to him. So this is a very important case in what's known as the smiley face killer phenomenon, a fairly recent case, something that happened within you know, the last few years. And keep an eye on that, and please go watch the Oxygen show that is premiering tonight, Saturday, January 19th, 2019. Thank you. And also go, go check out my documentary, which is on Vimeo, titled The Smiley Face Killers, Who is Abducting, Torturing, and Murdering College-Aids Men in the U.S. and U.K. Thank you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.